It was so successful that really that changed my life's path. Like I felt like I had truly found a calling and that I had a responsibility to continue it and to further it and deepen it and improve the lives of these kids because to be honest, it was improving the lives of us. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. This is Annalise Corbin, Chief Goddess of the Past Foundation and your host. We hear frequently that the global education system is broken. In fact, we spend billions of dollars trying to fix something that's actually not broken at all, but rather irrelevant. It's obsolete. A hundred years ago, it functioned fine. So let's talk about how we reimagine, rethink, and redesign our educational system. So welcome to Learning Inbox. We're really excited today for our guests that we have. We have Stacy Board with us today, who is the executive director of Shadowbox Live and a very wonderful friend and colleague that um, <laughs> myself and the past foundation staff, we've had the chance to get to know um, over the years. We also have Nicholas Wilson, who is the education liaison with Shadowbox Live as well. Mm-hmm. And um, both Nick and Stacy are here to talk about um, the amazing programs that Stacy over the years in Shadowbox um, and now with the help of Nick have been able to build out an amazing story journey and mechanism to really bring not just the arts alive, uh, but more importantly, the business and the industry of arts and the relative and the realism of what this entire ecosystem can sort of bring to bear. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to have <laughs> both of you here with Thank us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's been a really, really fun journey. And to set a bit of context for mm-hmm. our listeners as we talk about uh, teaching and learning and the future of work, uh, we're really looking at all the variety of elements, components, best practices, amazing opportunities that are out there um, that folks have really engaged when they're thinking about how we can do teaching and learning very, very differently. And Mm -hmm. it's Uh, We all agree it's so desperately needed. Uh, Our current system is not working, not working well. No, it's not. (laughs) Uh, So we have to think very, very differently. And what I love about the work that's happening with Shadowbox um, in particular has been how you have really been able to take the ethos of that industry and show folks the power of it across multiple careers. So Mm -hmm. with that in mind, Stacey, I want to start with you. Okay. Largely with what the heck were you thinking? (laughs) I mean, you've been been in this for 30 plus 30 years, years yes as an amazing performance and seeing every aspect of this business and this industry so way back when set the stage for us why the heck do a student-based program and what did that look like you know it's it was interesting because you know we developed our art form you know, and um, and so in doing so, there was already a lot of teaching because we had people that came in that had literally no experience but had natural talent. We had people who had a theater background but maybe didn't sing. And I guess I should say our art form is sketch comedy, rock and roll. Uh, we do dance theater now. I mean, it's developed into a lot of things, but it's all centered on the rock aesthetic, uh, which is very, you know, ballsy. 
uninhibited. <laughs> it's all about courage. Bold. It's yes. bold, you know, bold. all of that. And so when we got to about our 20-year mark, we decided, you know, listen, we need to reach back into the community. At that point, we had been pretty insular. And and to be honest, it was more about just focusing on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. You know, we were developing. We were trying to get stronger and improve our artistic endeavors. And with that became a, a lot of education was happening. It came from a phone call that I made to Battelle where I was wondering, how does this whole like community support thing, how, you know, how how does this work? Because we hadn't done any of that yet, you know. We were all income to earn. How do we get funding? I think people get money. How do I get money? How does this work? And um, happened to uh, get really lucky and have a person on the phone that was a Shadowbox um, patron and Christine was willing to meet with me and she started telling me about the school called Metro Rocks the uh, Metro um, School, high school, and was explaining it to me. And I was just fascinated mm-hmm. by the mm-hmm. model. And at that point, really had no intention of starting an education program. But I was so fascinated by it. And I went on tour and I thought the whole concept was so in line with how we thought of our business mm-hmm. and how we thought of our personal journeys of betterment. And when I realized that they didn't have an arts program, and I thought they're so innovative mm-hmm. and arts would align so beautifully mm-hmm. with this. And it was, I mean, it really was like an epiphany. It was mm-hmm. like a vision, you know? And I sat there and I was like, I know what we could do. We can audition these kids. We can teach them what it's like to be a performing mm-hmm. artist and hold their feet to the fire. Mm-hmm. And we did it. And, you know, it was um, it so far exceeded my expectations, um, but it was actually a beautiful transition mm-hmm. because we actually had been doing it all along uh, with our own ensemble members that really teaching a 15-year-old and teaching a 25-year-old, there's really not much difference. It's exactly the it's same. Exactly the same. <laughs> and it was so successful that really that changed my life's mm-hmm. path. Like I felt like I had truly found a calling and that I had a responsibility to continue it and to further it and deepen it and improve the lives of these kids. Because to be honest, it was improving the lives of us. Mm -hmm. I was becoming a better performer because I was required to stipulate why I make the choices I make on stage and also why my preparation is the way it is and what you gain from it. And so then to align ourselves so beautifully with Past Foundation, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you guys gave me verbiage and said, mm-hmm. oh, well, what you're doing is a multidisciplinary approach. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about that. I just know it works. Um, so it was it was really it was a it's been a fascinating journey. It has been a fascinating journey and one that, um, you know, when I step back and think about the last oh, decade, 15 years or so of past evolution, it's actually one of the partnerships that I am most proud of, mm-hmm. because I think that, you know, when we look across the scope and scale of the things that we've done. And, you know, we try anything and everything, right? So, right. you know, our yes. cultures align right. in That's that right. sense. But the other piece of it is there's there's so much um, hang-up, I guess, maybe is the way I want to put it, um, and a lot of debate as it relates to, especially when you talk about specialty or transitional or transformative school endeavors, however mm-hmm. you want to mm-hmm. define yeah, that, right? Yeah. And we get so caught up, for example, especially with STEM in the early going, and even still today, um, we, we get real caught up in the letters, and that's really not what it's about. And one that's of the right. things that I've loved, loved, loved about this partnership is that this partnership has made it possible for students who self-identify as I'm the nerds, I'm the science geeks, I'm this particular piece of the population— 
that somehow this isn't for me. And the reality is it is for you in so many different ways. And the skills in particular. I mean, I what what I love about um, Shadowbox and whether it be boot camp, and we'll talk about those in a minute, or Stem Rocks the Box, every time I go, I see kids who I could barely get to speak to me prior to this experience who suddenly are the most amazing human beings. Well, and it's awesome. You know, I think, I think it's twofold. One is that we're able to instill in everybody. There's so many different sides to all of us. Exactly. And just because you haven't tapped into the rock star side of Mm -hmm. you doesn't mean it's not there. And you just have to have the courage to get up there and do it. Get up there and do it. And I am always saying, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I want you to go for that high note. Mm-hmm. What's the worst thing that's going to happen if you don't hit it? You don't hit it. Right. And then we do it again and we figure out how to do it or we change the line. But, you know, the world's not going to stop. Nobody has a disease, a terminal, de- like nothing yeah. is like other than you learn. Right. That's the only thing. And the more that you attempt something and maybe fail it, but you get closer to it, the less that that failure and that mm-hmm. rejection, it doesn't hurt as much yeah, anymore. Yeah, you train them to be a rock star in Everything, Everything they do. Exactly. You're, you're, you're acing a math test. You are a rock star at that math right. test. And it allows you to go into that preparation with, this is how I have to prep to be a rock star. I'm going to do that in my classroom today. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just ab- integrated. It's, and, and it's awesome and it's awing. I mean, I, I, I don't think I could say enough, you know, for you guys to hear. It is awing Aww, to sit you. on the other side of this, right, yeah. and to watch <laughs> it and you know, it's been awesome that we've been able to help coordinate and so many different things over the years. But the reality for me is the greatest joy is to sit on the backside and watch it unfold because it's amazing. So with that in mind, Nick, yeah. your journey and your story in all of this is part of that inspiration. I mean, you were that student. So the first time you encountered Stacy and Stem Rocks the Box, you were that kid in mm-hmm. high school. Trying to figure a million things out, yep. I have no doubt, because that's what teenagers do, right? Yep. So, so why, for you, why take the risk? It's the same question. You know, it was a risk for Stacy to start this crazy program that, mm-hmm. that seems, a, you know, we, we totally understand how it's all connected. But from the outside, looking in, folks were like, you're kind of nutsy to do oh, this. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. But Nick, you were truly the brave one because you said, I'll give it a try. Yep. What were you thinking? Well, I've, I've always been a, I've always kind of been a go getter, and still is. Yeah, <laughs> in high school, I was a theater kid, mm-hmm. but uh, my high school was all about academics, arts, and the um, athletics. So you could be a popular kid in every aspect of that. So it's like I wanted to be the arts, so mm-hmm. I did that. Both of my vocal teacher and my theater teacher said, "You need to go for this program." Mm-hmm. You just need to go. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, it's another performance opportunity, something else to put on my resume. Hadn't heard nothing about Shadowbox Live, didn't know anything about rock and roll. So I went in <laughs> and just auditioned and thought, cool, this is a cool program. When I went in for the audition, they were rehearsing for Back to the Garden, doing Somebody to Love, and I saw this big dance number. And I watched, <laughs> and it was like, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> and auditioned and... It was really relaxing, and I loved it. Um, I kind of just took a leap and loved doing the show, and I was like, I enjoy what you do. 
can I do some more? Mm-hmm. He did. He, he like, never went away. Uh-uh. He just, there was always, like, after that program was done, then he would, like, so I see you're doing Rent. Could could I be in the ensemble? And we're, like, we hadn't, I mean, we hadn't even thought that. I mean, he right. kind of was, like, this, he helped me to realize the pre-professional mm-hmm. opportunity because he was a very strong dancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was still working on vocals mm-hmm. and the acting and all that. Mm-hmm. But, but he really had a true natural talent for dance. And we're, like, well, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's, let's, let's do that and so that's kind of where that whole thing came from just because of his desire and his courage Mm -hmm. to ask can i do this and it translates for you correct right so i mean i think that one of the things as different uh, communities around the country around the globe think about how do we do a better job of integrating community and community culture Mm -hmm. i.e whether that's the arts or anything else in our local communities um how does how do those um experiences then translate back into your educational journey and your path, right? Because that's that's the critical thing. So for K-12 to say, I want to do that. Yeah. And I might not have Shadowbox Live. I mean, it's it's pretty rare. Yeah. Shadowbox Live <laughs> is amazing. It's its own thing. It's, it's, yeah, its, own it's thing. thing. Yeah. But, but that shouldn't inhibit it, anybody no, from trying. Because, because, I mean— the fact of the matter is education is every day mm-hmm. and in every exactly. moment. Education is every day and every moment. Everything you do. And everything you do. And so many of the programs that I have created since then have come out of literally just everyday life. Whether it is I had I hired a whole bunch of kids to help with the kitchen prep mm-hmm. for a holiday hoopla because we were really slammed. We needed the extra help. I knew there were some kids that had gone through my programs that could use the extra money. And I brought them in. And lo and behold— I have a whole different program, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to me. I'm thinking I'm giving them an opportunity. It's serving a purpose for me. But then all of a sudden, these kids are losing, learning culinary skills. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're learning how to get themselves where they need to be, when they need to be there, follow a schedule, yep. making sure priority that they're list. priority <laughs> list, yep. all of that. They're also immersed in an artistic environment. And right. those that actually have an interest in art, we're, we're getting it by osmosis. Mm-hmm. And the next time I see them on stage, it's like a game changer because they had listened to it. They'd been a part of it. They had heard the conversations, the banter, the notes and all that. But I think that's that's the key is mm-hmm. that, you know, you don't have to have this big, huge, formalized program no. to be effective and have impact. You just need to have the courage to think about it and to do it. Well, and those are those are skills that translate into absolutely everything, everything right? Everything. everything. So everything. And, which I think it really, you know, bottom line, that's. That's the thing. We're trying mm-hmm. to get folks to be awesome citizens, to be contributing yes. to our communities, to be advocates yep. for the arts, for our museums, for our environment. Exactly. And the only way for folks to really, truly embrace that is to participate, to be part of, and to have learned something from it. So I want to talk specifically about the two key programs mm-hmm. um, that sort of solidified this path and the experiences that you guys have had. And now mm-hmm. the fact that you're just blowing these totally out and doing other things with them. So let's start with STEM Rocks the Box, mm-hmm. because that was that sort of moment for you in particular. Around, yes. I've never done this piece, but suddenly it was a life changer for you. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about STEM Rocks the Box and the premise behind it originally and sort of the 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 iteration that is today because okay. it is different. It is yes, very, it's different. very different from when it started with yes. Metro, just Metro. <laughs> right. So 
The idea was to give students a field experience of what it was like to be a performing artist. So we went into the school. We allowed students to audition in two disciplines, comedy, music, dance, and vocals. Initially, that was all it was. Mm-hmm. And they and they did. And then we selected the students. Those that did not get in were invited to ask for feedback on how they could do it better. Um, and then we created a rehearsal schedule. They had 30-minute evaluations uh, with their mentors. So the key was that we were doing the sketches and the songs with them. Right. So it wasn't a kid talent show. Right. It was them. And so there's a lot to be said by hanging with people that are better than you, right? It brings you up. And I think one of the the defining moments is I wasn't afraid to kick somebody out, you know, because no, yeah. I already knew how to do this. <laughs> and this <laughs> is the thing I love about this program, yeah. right? Oh, like, yeah. I'm like, yes. you know, I am very much a tough love kind of gal, yes. you know, and, um, and there were some kids that just didn't understand, um, even though I clearly outlined, um, and sometimes they didn't come prepared. And I said, you know, first of all, look at the expectations that you signed. You understood that by the second rehearsal, this was to be completed. You have not done that work. So you literally have 15 minutes to accomplish this, which I actually believe you can if you just focus and do the work. But if not, you're not moving on mm-hmm. because yeah, because I have a show to produce. Mm-hmm. You know, this is your opportunity, yes, yep. not mine. And, you know, for that, for some kids, that was the best lesson they ever you know i i think so often it's you're gonna get me on my soapbox a uh, soapbox here <laughs> but so often people coddle kids uh. and they underestimate their abilities and they are so much more capable than anyone gives them credit for oh absolutely and, we and see i it treat every them day. just every like day. i do my yeah. and i tell them i'm like listen i'm not gonna treat you like a high school kid uh-uh. i'm gonna treat you like and, an ensemble member and people talk about their success stories and being a success story talking about I remember being in a rehearsal and couldn't cut it. And I was told, if you don't get this right, you are cut from this dance. And came back the next day, knew it, and could do flips and do everything you did. Because somebody told me, if you don't go forward with this, I'm not putting you in. Right. Yeah. I'm not just putting you in because this is an opportunity. I'm going to make you do it if you can do it. You have to earn it. You have, you to, have earn to earn it. it. Exactly. You have to earn it. You're not going to just receive it just because. And I think it's, it's very, you know, the arts are... We have to be very specific. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're not singing the note correctly. Right. Your timing is off. Right. It's not that it's just not good. It's here's where you're going wrong. And here are the tools that we're going to give you to do that. But, you know, I'm not going to do the work. I already know how to do it. It's, just, it's design thinking at its absolute pinnacle. It right? is. It's, mean, the it's, idea right. it's the idea absolutely. of mastery. It's the idea of mastery. And then you, know? you take that note and you apply it to everything. Right. Every That's time right. you get that one note and now you think about it for everything you do from there mm-hmm. until it becomes second nature. Right. That's right. right. That's right. But I do think that, um, you know, one of the keys is that we truly, truly do underestimate the <sighs> abilities, the potential, the talent, um, and the expertise, quite frankly, right, that kids bring to, to bear. That's right. On anything we throw at them. You know, at the Innovation Lab, as an R&D facility, we're constantly taking on an industry issue, a problem, mm-hmm. right, and saying, Let's come up with some possible solutions. And we value the fact that the kids don't necessarily have the background, the experience, the education to know why a problem has to be solved a certain way and that there are some things that are out of bounds or constraints that we just can't overcome. The physics of that don't work. The beauty of it is that when we we 
we toss that aside and say, just tell us what you think. Where's yep. your creativity? You know, sometimes, right? yeah, being oblivious yeah. is is a blessing. Yes. And, I, and I honestly believe that in my own personal journey. You know, I have done had so many roles. I've never been trained to be an executive director. Mm-hmm. I've never been trained to be an education director. I just believed in it, and you just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just figure it out. You, you know, it's incredibly valuable for the participants, no, no question whatsoever. So, 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 Nick, how does—so you participated in the boot camp, which is the big, the big. summer. Oh, yeah. It's all in. That, it's raw. Was, it's burly. Oh, it's so yeah. yeah. I said when I came up with the boot camp, I, when we—it was after the first Dem Rocks the Box, yeah. and I'm like, I could put this on steroids. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what the boot camp was yep. with that very next summer, and I just— selected 10 kids that of all different types because I wanted to see if it would work right. and I made them do all the disciplines yes. right. and that's that's it, where and that's the, that it's in. exactly where it is you um it shows you that everything's integrated right because in boot camp you're required if you identify yourself as a singer you're required to learn how to act how to play an instrument and how to dance if you identify as one or the other, or if you identify in all of them, you learn how to use them all together. Because I primarily am a dancer. Mm-hmm. I'm a dancer who can sing and act and play an instrument mm-hmm. because of this boot camp program. Because I learn you take a dance just like you do a song, just like you do a sketch, just like you do a, a uh, playing an instrument. Oh, man, we, we got kicked. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was the scariest thing or the, or the, the thing that was the— you had to work the hardest to overcome. In that moment, as a high school kid, figuring this journey out, yeah. what what was the hardest thing? The getting over myself. Perfect. Getting over... Almost always. Yeah, yeah. getting, getting over myself, getting way. out of my own head, getting out of, I was trained to do it this way. And instead of letting your instincts take over, mm-hmm. um, I just thought too much. Um, I athletically, or um, as when I was playing sports, I always thought about what's next. Uh, when I was um, learning learning how to play, do math, I was like, I always think about the next step. When you're a singer, dancer, and actor, you got to just do it. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things that I say to the to the students, especially when they're working in a particular discipline that they're struggling with, and I'm like, I don't care about your opinion on this. You don't have nearly enough experience or information to tell me whether you can do this or not. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you can. It's up to you whether you're going to actualize it. You know, I'm not going to set you up for failure here, but don't tell me you can't do that. Because I'm telling you, you're wrong. Right. You know? Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. Live yeah. and in action. It's yeah. entirely possible. So as multiple iterations then of this program sort of mm-hmm. come along, and, right. you know, I've never seen it look the same twice. Right. You know, from, right. from the outside looking in. The kids decide. In, right? yeah. The kids yeah. Yeah. It, right? Right. But I also think that as an organization and as an institution and as practitioners, <laughs> you have learned along the way oh, yes. as well. Right. This has not been a one sided endeavor. Oh, no. No. So when you sort of step back and think about from the community perspective, right, because at at the very end, right, this is fully entrenched in what is the community you live and operate in. Yes. And so. From the, the the community space, that conversation, because um, not only have your educational programs grown exponentially, they have, um, in, in terms of numbers of participants, but funders and sponsors oh, yes. and opportunities, right? <laughs> That's right. How, how did that happen? Well, I think, you know, I believe in them, you know, and I want to share my passion and I will share my excitement. And there's the courage to try. 
And also to just kind of be up front and say, you know, like we have an American Sign Language course Mm -hmm. that we started out of a need. I had some interpreters that came and they just weren't that good, you know, and I thought I could I could do such wonders with these people if I had six weeks. And so to just have the courage to Mm -hmm. go to Columbus State and say, you've got this course, I'd like to help you structure a course that teaches how to sign an artistic endeavor and how to become the characters on stage so that those that are needing the interpretation can see at a glance what character that interpreter is representing on stage. It was what, I mean, it was so much fun to Mm -hmm. figure it out and and it was effective and it served the deaf community. Mm-hmm. It served the students. It served our audience. Mm-hmm. It served the community at large and it served the school, the mm-hmm. organization, the institution. So it's it's a win-win. I mean, it really is. And when people start to understand the, the ripple effect, I'm always talking about the ripple mm-hmm. effect, about just having the courage to have and if you have an idea, explore it. And we teach our students to have courage and go out there and explore, which is why we also continue to do that when we go into our education programs and trying to reach out to the community. There's some Stacey's like, let's let's go reach out to these people and just mm-hmm. just see. Let's have just, a conversation. Yeah. Let's just, just see, see what happens. Yeah. You know, but what's remarkable is part of that conversation, that journey is um, the the notion of teach, right? So you you went through this program, Nick, as mm-hmm. a student yep. and an intern, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And you went off to college for a while and you come back yep. and now you're the teacher. Exactly. And that is my favorite story to talk about. It's my favorite part about this education program. Why I feel so passionate about it is because I was there mm-hmm. to be one of the dance instructors and be the dance captain and to tell them you got this because I was there too. It's oh, it's my favorite part of the program <laughs> mm-hmm. to to see them. He's like my poster child, <laughs> right? To see them struggle and then give them the tools to be better mm-hmm. and say, use the tools you learned in this discipline here and mm-hmm. don't think about it. Just go out and do it. And then when they have the success, we talk about it all the time, even with like do a butt roll. And they're like, yeah. I don't know what that is. And then they <laughs> master it by the end of the first week. And you're like, I told you you can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I didn't know how to do one either. <laughs> and look at them now. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when you think about then what's possible with this program and the impact that this program has, quite frankly, really, really broad impact. It is so many different places. You've translated elements and aspects of this into schools, um, working with homeschool kids, working with teachers. We haven't talked about that, but there's an entire right. teacher component oh, to yes, that as well. Yes, yes. Um, you know, working with STEM schools, working with art schools, working uh-huh. with business and industry, working with corporate folks, right? Yep, because right. quite frankly, they could seriously Ooh, use these skills, boy, right? Boy, could they. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when you think about what's possible, is there a limit? No. And there's and never a limit. So if there's not a limit, then what? what's the... What's the stepped iteration that other folks who are grappling with the possibility of something like this? You know, where is that? You know, I think that so often people just are scared to take the first step. If they just take, I'm like, just take a step. Because some often, we don't know. But, you know, I think that we are at an advantage because as artists, we don't know. We don't know where the creation is hand- nope. heading. You know, there's so much of, I just said last night, I'm like, you show up not knowing what the outcome is going to be. 
but you got to show up and you just got to do the work and you and you do the work and you go, OK, that didn't work. Let's try it again. So that's just our standard and being operating OK procedure. with it not working that's and right. fixing it from there. Because <laughs> what is it? It's just knowledge. Right. right. It's just telling right. us one step of we're one step closer to the right answer. And I really think that it's just that just. Just try. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to have it all completely figured out. You just got to take a step and see where it takes you. Maybe well, two. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And but, but what do you say to the folks? Because I can hear the thought bubbles going, right? <laughs> you know, anytime as I travel around the country and around the world having these conversations with communities about all the variety of things that you could do to truly innovate and transform your existing educational programs and systems, not suggesting that, that, that they all need to be fixed or they need to be changed or mm-hmm. that they're necessarily not functioning. But the reality is, as, as the time we live in is changing rapidly, oh, we geez. have to be adaptable to stay relevant both to our students, to our practitioners, yep. and to our communities. And so one of the things that I hear over and over again is we can't do that. That we, we as the school or we as the educational institution can't, how do we find time? Right? <laughs> how do we find time in the day to add this into what we're already doing? What's that conversation? Well, they can't say that to me because we are so busy and I just make the time. Like for real. I mean, I totally get that. Yeah, you you know, if it's a priority, you find the time and you make the time. And now, granted, something has to go away for the little bit, a little while of that. But sometimes you have to, you reap the benefits so much so that that whatever you lost during that time, you almost forget. Yeah, you you have to make the time. Well, that's really tough, right? Because as schools step back and think about what are, you know, we're prepping kids. We've got to take tests. We have all these standards we have to meet. We have to do all this stuff, right, that's required of us, whether it be by the state, by my own district. Well, and I think that's, I mean, it's too rigid. I mean, to be honest, I mean, that's a bigger conversation. (laughs) (laughs) But that's why Metro School worked so brilliantly with what we did. Now, it was an after-school program, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. we did. Right. which was an after-school program. But, yeah, I mean, but we did go into the school. And there was the, It was a little bit disruptive, you know, there's no question. But, you know, lot. a lot disruptive. Okay. Well, but, you know. It was awesome disruptive. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I yeah. mean, we did. We kind of turned that whole school up on its, you know, upside down for a brief while. But the reality is I want to step really sort of outside of the box, really outside the box. You know, in the conversations that, um, for better or worse, that I get to have, Mm -hmm. um, you know, through this journey, so much of it is I can't even imagine what you're talking about, right? I mean, but how many times have I heard that? But that's why arts is so important because (laughs) because you have to, that's what we do, right? We teach these kids to think outside their box, to imagine the impossible. It's the only way technology advances because somebody is imagining the impossible. Exactly. And that's what you have to do. You've said, okay, in a perfect world. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes we just have dreaming times, right? right. You know, we're just like, okay, what if we did this? <laughs> or what would it look like if we did this? Yep. How could we do that? But you you have to go through that exercise. But so often people just, what they, they just look at the here and now and they're done. Uh-huh. And you got to, you have, you have to go beyond that. So are you, are you in this dream world, mm-hmm. right? So, right. Um, you know, and you've known me long enough, Stacey, yeah. to know that. Um, so one of my dreams, right, um, and I put this out there numerous times, and I do get myself in trouble for this. Yeah. So it's oh, all right. That's okay. Yeah, it's all right. That's all right. Um, exactly. You know, 
for me, the future of education is, you know, I drive into any community in anywhere, right? And I stop at the first business that I see on the edge of town and I walk in there and I say to the proprietor, whoever, whoever is in there, can you give me directions to the high school? And, you know, they look at me and they say, well, what part of high school are you interested in? You know, because in my mind, if, you know, the next iteration is that we embed all learning in the real. That's right. Right. And if we were to do that then, so my question to you guys, as you sort of, you know, put you, put you, uh, um, you know, sort of on the spot here in the sense of, you know, is, is there, is there a future that might include a full immersive embed long haul, not just after school, not just in the summer, but really thinking about? Those types of possibilities, like a full time school, is that what you're talking about? Not so or much what a full time school, but com- if you would imagine that again, back to my scenario, yeah. show me where where do I find the high school? And the response is, well, the kids who are studying healthcare, they're all at the hospital, Absolutely. and the kids oh, who yes. Yes. are interested oh, yes. in broadcast, they're at WSU. Oh, and yes. but you know, some of the schools have that, right? They've got January term, they've got May term, they but like they, they have pieces, pieces of it. Right? You're talking about full, That's right. Full I'm talking about letting go of what you the standard. know and That's the right. constraint of we've always done it this way or this is the way we should do it and really ask the question but what can we do yes. what's yes. possible and what might it look like that's i guess the question i'm posing to I you guys i do think i do think that it, it that that's possible i mean oh, cuz we you know the problem for us is because it is so segmented with those j terms and like just when we get started mm-hmm. with them they're done. They're done. Right. And we just you know? hope but, that they come back for the next program so we can have, keep going. But it doesn't have to be that no, way. We, no, could do it. we could do that differently. Yeah. Absolutely, Absolutely. We could do that differently. We should. We should do it differently. We should all, I mean, that's what, you know. My staff is going, shut her up. No, no, but I'm with <laughs> no, you. And, no. and they're like, oh, right. God, Stacey's right. with her. Great. Oh, good. <laughs> she just added fuel to the fire. But yeah, I mean, that's something that I, I struggle with a lot of times. I mean, e- even in my college experience. You know, which I had a wonderful college experience and I, you know, I'm glad I went through it because it made me who I am today. Right. But I will say that, you know, I graduated with a vocal degree and nobody taught me how to use a microphone. Hmm. I'd never been in a recording studio. Mm -hmm. All the things that you would think would be typical to my industry were not taught. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, just crazy. because I was an opera major, like that, that should just be standard. But so should learning how to promote myself, mm-hmm. learning how to present myself in an interview. All those things, life skills that we teach in our programs, mm-hmm. I mean, those were not offered to me and, as part of that. And, and the, that's they crazy. weren't going to be. No. And in many ways, nope. that's not possible. And I guess that's my point, right? Because right. it's not immersive. That's right. It's, it's not, not real. That's right. There was nothing it, real. It's artificial. Exactly. That's right. It's like this. It's like in a little box yeah. over here. And then you get out of the box and you're like, holy crap. Now what do I do? <laughs> right? Well, and the answer is scramble, right? That's right. There's yep. a lot of scrambling going on, right? Right. So, awesome. So, we have a new thing to do. Right. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> somehow, and I can hear that my staff just cringing in the background, right? <laughs> um, fair enough. No. So, you know, as we think about folks again who my hope through through this this series is that folks will realize 
there are so many possibilities out there that, <sighs> you know, I don't know what the future of teaching and learning and work in my community is going to be. But what I know is I, as an individual or as an organization or as a company or as an entity or as a community, I have both the skills, the power, and the wherewithal to do it differently. So with that in mind. Yeah. What, what do you what do you throw at folks? Well, I, I do think uh, one thing I want to say is that I think, you know, people are different. Kids are different. Mm-hmm. So just because you try something with one child, like maybe that wasn't the right fit, mm-hmm. you know, and because we get that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I have internships that are like, oh, my, this kid this is, is a rock star. Whatever. And then I have another kid that's just it's not a good match. And so. It's just like with any job, right? right. Sometimes right. you get accepted into a position that it's just not a good fit. You're not playing to their strengths. So fix it. Change it. Mm-hmm. Don't go, the program doesn't work. Right. Maybe it's not the program. Right. Maybe it's just not the right right mix of people. You know, maybe they don't have the right mentor. Maybe they need somebody that's tougher. Maybe they need somebody that's a little bit, you know. So I, I, I do think, I mean, so much of education is personalized. And, you know, there's not a one size fits all. Right. And that's and that's the problem with so much of our education system right now is there's a one system, one size fits all. And, you know, I know that even within my ensemble members, I know who I need to push differently based off of the task at hand. Right. So, yeah, I mean, the more that you can, that people have a willingness to how can I get this job done effectively? How can I strengthen this person? And think in those terms, the more effective things are going to be and and the more life-altering it's going to be for all parties involved. And it should be, right? It should be. I mean, at the end of the day, we should we should love every day, right? Yes. We should love yes. what we do, yes. what we experience. We talk about that all the time. All the time. I'm like, Journey. why would you go, why would you Ugh. spend your life nine to five just waiting for five o'clock to show up? That's crazy. That's crazy. You should love. I mean, you know, I always say lean into the suck, right? Yeah. Like lean into the discomfort <laughs> because, you know, this is, we don't make a lot of no, money. No. You know, we're creating constantly, we're throwing ourselves out there and sometimes it's not right and we have to just keep working and we're there really late because then the show mm-hmm. opens in two days and we don't know what we're doing yet. But that's the joy of it too. It is, it is the, joy, the joy of it. It is the yeah. joy of it. And I, you know, I definitely reflect on that, you know, as it relates to my own personal journey and why I continue to be sort of living in this space because it's it's hard and it's a lot of work but it's joyous it is i mean when i have the opportunity to see that kid get it and you can watch the i mean everything about the they stand yes. differently they speak differently yep. the the light and the twinkle in their eyes is different and it's suddenly because i am empowered as an individual and you can see that that's it's exactly tangible. Right. you can touch it you can feel it you can hear it absolutely yep. and it is in fact life altering so on that note, Nick, mm-hmm. so as you go towards sort of the next pieces, what what's what's your toss back to folks contemplating this? What what do people need to know? You just got to go for it. Uh, you you have to have the courage to just do it, and and you have to do it for yourself. You can't do it for anybody else. You have to do it for yourself. It's going to make you a better person. It's going to strengthen you, and you're going to think about the decision that you make just to go out on that ledge. I'll push you if you want to <laughs> to help you out there, but you have to want it for yourself. That's the program. That's education. That's life. What would you do differently? Hindsight being as beautiful as it always is, right? Is there is there a choice in the journey along the way, Stacey, in particular, that you would you would do differently? No. No. 
you know, because <laughs> I'm still doing it yeah. and I'm still changing. You know, I'm still, I mean, even the boot camp this year, we like, we, we took it a three week program and I'm like, what if we condensed it to 10 days? What if we collaborated and did a social media class? Mm-hmm. Because that's something these kids need to know. What if we did instead of this, we do, I mean, we're still doing that. I have a recap every year about how can we make this better? How can we make this impactful? And I also interview the kids mm-hmm. afterwards mm-hmm. and say, tell me what your expectation was. Where was it different? What was good? What was bad? And it's it, we glean a lot of information from that. You know, it's really hard to regret anything that we've done because we reflect on it to see why it didn't work mm-hmm. and what we can do better, mm-hmm. rather than oh, I sh- no, we shouldn't have done that. It's like you know what we did that. This is why it was effective. This is why it doesn't work. Let's try something. You else. You know, the only regret I can honestly say that I've ever had was my first year. This punk kid <laughs> didn't read his schedule right. And he showed, didn't show up for his sound check, but he showed up the day of the show. I was going to not let him do it, but I kind of got a little bit of pressure of, well, you know, he's a kid. I'll laugh that. And I let him do it, and he was underprepared. Mm-hmm. He was underprepared. He did not perform to the level that he should have. And I would have, he would have been better served, and I would have been better served if I said, no, you're out. Mm-hmm. And go have your parents pick you up. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what I do now. But I, it was my first time, and I thought, well, maybe I'm being too hard. And then I realized, no, you know what? Actually, that's not being taught. That's being truthful. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. A good teacher is honest, you know, honest of whether if I don't know whether you can do this or not, but we're going to try it together. That's honest. Or you're getting in your own way. Or, you know, this is not going to be your thing. Like sometimes it's, you know, I, I'm honestly thinking, going, I know you think of yourself as a singer. Mm-hmm. This is not your strength. Right. Not right, right now. Maybe it will be, mm-hmm. but this is the reality where we are right now. Um, but I'll help you if that you want to make that your strength. But to be honest, just as a little heads up, you're doing really well over here. Mm-hmm. I know you feel like you don't have any experience, but you got a natural knack for this. You ought to think about this. So, yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, you're still learning. Yes. Right? You're, yes. Still, you're still completely engaged in this process and learning and thinking and, and, and making changes. And it's, the, I guess one of the other things that I love, love, love so much about this program is that um, it's not dependent on an expectation tied to a grant or a no. cycle of an initiative. You know, as things come no. and go over the years, I have watched you guys as an organization keep the educational endeavor, not just alive, but grow it, mm-hmm. um, foster it, create the next version, yep. right? That is completely outside of the scope and sphere of traditional expectation. And so for that, um, you know, a giant thank you for everything that you guys do. It's an amazing program. And I want to thank you for uh, joining me today. I, I know that the listeners will get a lot out of hearing your story. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so thank much, Robin. And thanks for being on my journey with me. Well, absolutely. I wouldn't <laughs> trade it for anything. So. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education.